Are you ready to take lead in your life? Well, today's the day. Join us on Leadership to Wealth with your host, Neil D'Souza. Welcome back to part two of the Leadership to Wealth podcast with my guest today, Mandy Branham. Now, we have been revamping the format to cover leadership in part one of each interview and wealth building in part two. So if you haven't heard part one of the interview, then please go check that out. Otherwise, let's continue on with wealth building. Okay, so... We've got the second half now, and we're gonna and we're gonna talk about um, you in real estate. And can you tell us a little bit about um, what you do in the world of real estate to build wealth? And um, and then we can get into yep. that a little bit more. So we started off buying you know single family homes and small duplexes, and we realized that we had more deals than we could, than we had cash capital mm-hmm. to be able to fund. And, but because of the momentum and the energy that Larry and I had, as we were doing this, we were attracting people that said, Hey Mandy, the next deal that you have, I'd like to be part of it. Mm-hmm. Like, Hey, I've got a fourplex. Hey, I've got a triplex. Hey, I've got a, you know, variety of other properties. So mm-hmm. here we are, you know, six years later and we have transacted on. Where were those people coming from? From a variety of, of real estate investing groups yeah. uh, that, that I was part of networking groups that we would yeah. all go to learn about real estate. We would all, you know, we were, we were awakened to the, we were awakened to there's more out there. And you know how you know majority of millionaires in this world are ba- are are millionaires because of real estate. There's more millionaires uh, created because of real estate than any other ways in the world, right? Yeah. Um, and you you know you you dig deep and you go that's because you know this family um, owned all the land under the railroads and you know they owned half of Manhattan and yeah. you know you just kind of like it wasn't that this this uh these families, these wealthy families had, you know, owned a business. It was the land under the businesses that these people had owned. And, and then, you know, the ones that have built apartment buildings and stuff like that, they built them in the seventies and they're quadrillionaires or they're multimillionaires in the, in the two thousands. So it takes, you know, 40 years to be able to have generated this kind of wealth. Um, so real estate was definitely something that we knew we wanted to turn to. So, so that's kind of where the partners came from these groups that we were going to where everybody had just been awakened to, what do you mean I don't have to invest in RSPs if I can put them someplace else? What do you mean don't pay off your mortgage to use your mortgage as a down payment for a house? But why would I have a mortgage? Well, because your mortgage is at 3% and this property that we're buying is like a 20% return. So I'm pretty sure that there's a 17% spread ahead. And then you have people going, what? Like I was happy making 5% on my RSPs and you're telling me I can make 20 over here. Like, so it was just, you know, this, this awakening. But so, isn't it safer for me to just pay my mortgage rather than doing that? Well, it depends on your risk tolerance, Mr. Mm-hmm. D'Souza. <laughs> <laughs> right? Not yeah. everybody, yeah. not everybody is ready to be able to invest in real estate. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and if you're not, I love you. I love you because mm-hmm. you're not. And when you are, if you ever are, then you can come out. I had one of my uncles that came up to me and he said, Mandy, I'm really worried about you. And I said, uncle, I'm worried about you. 
okay? Because he is perfect. He followed the exact amount, the trajectory that they, that the government wanted him to do. Well, guess what? His wife can't retire right now. She is like their job, their financial situation. They had, you know, a, a situation with a child. She's not retiring anymore. And I was like, huh, how's that doing for you? You did everything that the government had said. A few little things kind of went wrong. And now you're not able to retire when you thought you were. So, so if somebody is ready, they're ready. And if they're not, I love them because they're not. Okay. Um, And so as we were doing these deals, we just had people that were like, Hey, come on board. So we created ourselves to be, I'm known as a joint venture queen. I do a lot of joint ventures which is, you know, what is a joint venture? A joint venture was when two people come together, you each have unique skills and, um, and assets to bring to the table. I bring my, no- my knowledge, my wealth of uh, my energy um, and, uh, you know, my project management, property management, and other, my partners bring in their capital. So they've worked really hard to be able to get the capital that they have. Mm-hmm. Um, and so together we go and we buy assets and we mutually share the returns. Mm. So, um, so I've, we've transacted on 88 properties in six years. Um, we took our wealth from, uh, we started off, you know, uh, I share with the, the audience, you know, what's your net worth? When was the first time you, you know, how, when was the last time you checked your net worth? You know, what's your total assets minus total liabilities to get your net worth? And start to, uh, it's so simple, that game of cash flow by Robert Kiyosaki. Oh, yes. Um, As simple as it was, we played that. And then I took that game sheet, right? The game sheet that you, oh, you're a plumber and you've got the game sheet. I did that for Mandy and Larry. And I figured out how much cash flow we had, how much cash flow, how much passive income we had, how close we were to getting out of the rat race. And I was like, oh, we are not close to getting out of the rat race. We need to increase our passive income and we need to do, you know, and how would we get there? And we were like, okay, add another asset and keep the debt going down and the asset going up and get that cash flow from that property to add to our thing. And, um, and in 2018, we were out of the rat, right? Out of the rat race. Wow. Um, okay. So, uh, so when you, you talk about these joint ventures and what, what are, what are these joint ventures? Uh, I know that you had an acronym for them that you were telling me about. And, uh, can you tell us a little bit about that? What was my acronym? Um, it was the, uh, 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 Burr, right? Is that what you were telling me about? Yes. Yes. Okay. Okay. So, uh, yes, one of the type of properties that I can offer to my partners is the Burr strategy, which is uh, Burr is buy, renovate, refinance, rent, rent out to tenants, and repeat. Yes. Yes. That's one of the strategies that we offer to potential joint venture partners to say, Mm -hmm. you know, here's this. 20 unit building we can buy this building we can renovate the properties turn it over and then we'll say in five years we can refinance that Mm -hmm. that happens to be a small duplex we could probably do a refinance in a year now a lot of people are probably going what do you mean a refinance what does that even mean mandy well because of course typically in our minds we're like get into our mortgage in our primary res and pay it off and only those that ever need money do they ever refinance to be able to pull out that money and go buy a boat or buy that cottage or, you know, pay down some accumulated debt, things like that. 
But our point of refinancing is to be able to keep the property at a very at, at, a, at a high loan to value because we can do more with the money uh, than the banks do as it's sitting there, if that makes sense. Yeah. Right? So you're so going to be able to reinvest it and and then we'll get a mortgage on that 20 unit for 3% interest. Right. And then we can go and do another one. And, and you know, the return on your investment, again, I say, I don't get out of bed for less than 30%, which typically means minimum amount of returns for my partners is 15%. Mm -hmm. I have, you know, I don't, I don't usually share too high of ROIs because people can't, they don't necessarily grasp it, but you know, I'm offering my partners like 20% returns mm -hmm. many of the times. Um, and you know, how do you calculate the returns, right? This isn't cash in your pocket. So it's not as if, so if we talk about a hundred thousand um, dollars, if you had, if somebody said, Hey, uh, if I borrowed your hundred thousand, I'll pay you 8%. Okay. Mm -hmm. And, um, so at the end of the year, you would have $108,000. Well, so my properties, because we invested in real estate, we, uh, we have cash flow as one way to be able to calculate the return. Passive appreciation, which is the amount that the asset goes up in value. Um, active appreciation, which is the amount that your um, property is increased with renovations. And then your mortgage pay down, which is just every month your tenants pay your mortgage and the principal gets paid down. So at the end of the year, it's not as if you get back $120,000 from your 20% ROI because that 100000 is locked into your asset. But what we can say at the end of five years when we do a refinance, we're able to give you the whole $100,000 back plus, well, 20% uh, annualized. Right. So you'd actually get $200,000 back in five years and still own the asset. And, and uh, so this is just one of the, the uh, options that you yes. give to people. Yeah, so there's some people that don't have the stomach for big renovations and they're just mm -hmm. like, Oh, you know, I don't like that stinky bathroom. I don't like a foundation wall that needs repaired. I don't like, you know, to have to worry about a new roof. And I understand that. Like yeah. it, it, for the reward, remember, there's an equal amount of risk that goes right. along with that reward. Right. And so some people go, I don't need that much risk. Right. So I'm okay with a lower risk property. So we'll look at a turnkey asset. So actually in your city, Kingston, Ontario, we've got a beautiful yeah. triplex. Uh, we bought that last September, so we haven't even owned it a year. Um, turnkey, so turnkey meaning literally turn the key, and the property is ready to go for you. We bought it, you know, at, we bought it one day on the market. We were really fast on getting it. Uh, we think we secured a really nice price for a, for a triplex, and it cash flows at fifteen hundred dollars a month. So that means that the mortgage gets so the tenants pay us, the mortgage gets paid, insurance, taxes. Any utilities, property yeah. uh, management, maintenance, like any expenses from the property, yeah. over and above that, it cash flows yeah. at fifteen hundred dollars. Yeah, after so, all expenses. After all expenses, yeah. So, um, so that's a great asset for my partners. The the difference, a big difference between a burr, which is that buy, renovate, refinance, and yeah. rent is that you you know it's it's typically faster. You get to refinance it because you're the one that's putting in the work to be able to increase the value. Right. But the turnkey properties, yes, there's not as much risk. So, mm -hmm. you know, typically the rewards are a little bit less. Um, yeah. 
but you don't have to do anything. And in five years, you can, you know, refinance out the, you know, any capital that you've got into it. And we get really strategic. So part of my growth and leadership is how to become a strategic real estate investor just by partnering with me and not having to learn it. You know, it took me years to be able to build up these strategies yeah. and like tens of thousands of dollars worth of coaching and groups and masterminds and stuff. Yeah. So, you know, if you're, if you want, you want it almost like the fast track to an expert, it's right. a great way to be able to partner with somebody yeah. or even yourself, right? You know, you're like, you can learn how to be the bank and you can go to these courses on how to, you know, be the bank or you can just, yeah. you know, come in and, and do a deal with you and you yeah. walk them through all the education you already have. Yeah, absolutely. Well, you know, there's the, the old saying of um, experience is the best teacher but try not to make it all your own, right? Yeah. And so being able to leverage your experience, people are able to, uh, you know, figure out their level of risk. And so yeah. are, are these the two main uh, options that you would provide to someone, yeah. uh, to some of your investors? Okay. Yeah. yeah. And, On, and typically now it's a little bit larger stuff, whereas before, you know, well, there was a lot of properties that were low priced, yeah. but now, you know, my minimum investment is roughly about 200,000 to be able to get into a deal, a burr, recycle it around, yeah. um, or, or have it locked in place. So it's, you know, it's continually leveling up and keeping up with the market. I mean, the best time to invest in real estate was 20 years ago. The next best time is today. So yeah. don't kid yourself. Yeah. I'm definitely still buying assets, but we just have to make sure that the strategy matches the market. Yeah. Um, uh, so e even in a COVID market, which we're in right now, there still are definitely deals. Um, you just position yourself. Robert Kiyosaki said something uh, a little while ago, and he said that he realized he had leveled up when the bank was calling him and saying, Robert, we've got this property that the owner is unable to take. And so the bank had re repossessed it. Yeah. And they were trying to figure out how they were going to, who they were going to sell this asset to or what they would do. And they called up Robert Kiyosaki to say, we want you to buy this property. Mm -hmm. So during COVID right now, I have, I have sellers who are just like, Mandy, can you just come and buy my property? Um, yeah. uh, and I also have people who are like, Mandy, do you want to borrow my money? So when you create yourself as a, you know, a solid knowledgeable person in the mm -hmm. industry that you start to attract people just by the person you become. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah. it takes time, it takes yeah. dedication, and it takes focus for sure. Yeah, well, I mean, that obviously makes sense to me. Being in private lending, um, you know, I'll have other uh, brokers that will, of course, talk to me and say, oh, wow, you know, that's, you know, you were lucky to, to get in and do that stuff. And I'm thinking, no, it took years of, you know, talking to people, teaching people about this aspect of, of uh, the industry that a lot of people don't know about. And so, uh, likewise for yourself, obviously, you know, it's taken years of educating, you know, you talked about public speaking and, uh, and, and doing that sort of things and getting yourself out there. They say the, uh, I want to say it was Oprah or maybe Mayu Angelou. She said that luck is when, is the definition of luck is when opportunity meets preparedness. Yeah. Right. So we're not lucky, uh, or you can call it luck. Sure. However you yeah. want to title it. But yeah. really we have been prepared yeah. to watch for the opportunity and which happens to make us look lucky. Yeah. Yeah. Do you, do you think there, uh, there is a, a fear around hard work or around doing the work? 
Yeah. 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 Um, you know, a lot of people want get rich quick. They, it's like they want to skip the hard work. You know, success, success looks an awful, awful lot like hard work in disguise. Yeah. You know, you don't just, you know, it's, you know, we can sit here and talk about Mark Zuckerberg, but Mark Zuckerberg didn't just show up. Yeah. What he's had to deal with is probably more than what majority of our world would ever want to have to deal with. Yeah. Yeah. And so the more that you're able to take on, the, the more successful you're going to be. But it's comfortable. Remember, this is that comfort zone. It's comfortable to go to a box, to go to a job and get paid the same amount. You know, how many people have been at the same job for 20 years and they complain about it? Yeah. And uh, so my story that kind of comes up, my son was young. He was on the bus. And uh, this girl was sitting beside him and they got in trouble on the bus. Well, he didn't uh -oh. like getting in trouble. Right? Yeah. So he comes in and he was telling me about this girl and how she got him in trouble. And I looked up, I looked him up and down and I said, are your legs okay? And he said, yeah. I said, well then get up and move. Like the point yeah. being that I'm trying to teach a yeah. six year old that you have the choice to be able to change this. So stop complaining about the seat that you're in, the person that you're beside, none of that stuff. You can go and move. So a lot of times people, they, they don't even realize they're stuck. And then heaven forbid that you try and ask them, you know, uh, there was this one lady and she was just like, well, wonder what, you know, the best vacation was. And so we were talking about the best vacation. I thought, well, this is a cool conversation. I'm okay with this. And she said, that's what I'm going to do for my one and only vacation. I was like, you're one and only. Why are we talking such a big vacation? Like freaking go to Cuba, start off in a little spot, drive to drive to Myrtle Beach. Like, I don't care. Like you can do all these little things first. But she was like, had this thing that she, she could only afford, well, it must, you know, for you, Mandy, maybe you can have more than one vacation, but we can't just afford these things. And I was like, I don't know, girl, like but you're not asking any other ways of to be able to say, how can I afford more than one vacation in my lifetime? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So how can I not, I can't not, you know, I can't afford it. Um, that's too expensive. Those are not words that I use because yeah. those are all just in proportion to your wealth awareness. Mm -hmm. So how do, how do people then, uh, decide between these different strategies between the burr or you know turnkey uh, it's a risk tolerance yeah it's a timeline sometimes those burrs what, what are some of the risks that, that people are are have to look at the risk so let's even just talk about the risks of real estate right yeah. um okay. it, you um you are now looking at your financing. You need to be able to make sure that you're in a good product, mm -hmm. that you are getting a good interest rate, that you have, you know, where'd the money come from? You know, if you've got an inheritance and it's sitting in a bank account, that bank account's moving backwards right now. So mm -hmm. I'm kind of a weird person to be able to give the risks of investing in real estate because I usually have a, a lopsided one to be able to say there's right. more risks not to invest in right. real estate right. than there are to invest. Yeah. Um, but a, a risk, if you want to do it on your own, like without a partner per se, you know, you've got the risks of learning the risks yeah. of, of taking on and hiring a good property manager. If you do that, did you hire the right one? Did you get yeah. the right insurance coverage? Did you, um, what if you're going to do the work yourself? What do you, are you going to manage the properties? Do you know how to manage tenants? Oh, anybody can manage tenants Uh huh. until they don't pay. Do you know what are the risks of not knowing the landlord tenant board in Ontario? Um, you know, 
there's 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 a lot of risks if you don't uh, get the right education, surround yourself with the right people that know what they're doing. But then the rewards are, you know, any little issue that you're dealing with in five years, 10 years, you're going to look like a genius going to be like, you know, you bought that asset in 20 in 20. If you bought that asset in 2000, what's it worth right now? Do you really care that you had tenant issues? And that they you know, that you did a $10,000 renovation? No. Um, there's a gentleman in Wasaga Beach and we knew his son we went and we bought their his used washer and dryer because he was putting all new appliances in the whole property and he was yipping the whole time he was like uh, he was Italian so he was like sweeping up and blah, 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 whatever mm-hmm. so they, I said you know how much how much what is the renovations costing you here ten thousand dollars these tenants they took me for a loop they lived here for three years and they you know here we are we're having to clean up this whole place because of them I'm like okay mm-hmm. Um, is na- beautiful neighborhood. So I said, uh, how much did you buy the property for three years ago? 300,000. I said, how much is it worth right now? He said, 600,000. I said, wow, it only costs you $10,000 for the value of your asset to go up 300. He stood there and he was just like, Pugh. he said, yeah. nobody's ever explained it to, to me that way. Right. I said, I know because we focus on the 10,000 yeah. and we're forgetting about the fact that our asset has just gone up in value wow. and nobody did that. The market did that, right? People that buy in Wasaga beach, just bought in Wasaga beach next thing. Well, they buy in Toronto and next thing you know, they're millionaires because they didn't do anything to their house. They just happened to buy a house yeah. and the house went up in value. Yeah. That's one of the aspects. What's one of the benefits of real estate. Um, I also have a little bit of a saying that says, when Donald Trump tweets, it doesn't affect my sixplex in Barrie, Ontario. Right, right. Right? Like, yeah. you know, you're in the stock market and Trump puts out a tweet and your stocks go, Zoop, right? Or you're not sure where your money's right. going to be. There's all this, you know, fluctuation. Well, yeah. the sixplex in Barrie, Ontario, the only one that has control over that is me. Yeah. So I control what's going on inside i control if i can get the tenants to pay or not i mean there's a little bit that's outside of your control but not as much right yeah. so, so uh so what do you do with the question um if people are asking you about real estate versus the stock market um you know hey i'm trying to figure this out and you know okay you've got this turnkey investment here but you know, why, why wouldn't I just put it in the stock market? Yeah, that's, that's the easy, straightforward one. Yeah. So let's just say that it's $100,000 and someone's going to put $100,000 in the stock market. And what kind of return are they going to get? What's a good return that somebody could get in the stock market? You tell me, because I want your number. Um, I'm probably a bad person to, to give that to, um, but... 10%? Okay, great, 10%. Let's, let's 10%, that. okay. I, I think we're probably being generous, but okay. let's 10%. say 10%. Okay. Yeah. So with, with my, with my, uh, with a real, with real estate, so we'll even say, we'll say that that 10% is in there for five years. So at the end of five years, you cash out of the stock market, all is well after five years, you have $150,000. You've made, where I'm not even going to compound the interest because that's a little too hard in my head right now. You made $10,000 a year. You're going to pull it all out. You have $150,000. So in real estate, you have $100,000. That means you can buy a $500,000 asset because you only need to use that $100,000 as 20%. Okay. And so you now buy an asset. We'll say that it, it, it your portion of the return is 20% a year. Okay. Um, so that's going to be $100,000. 
at the end of five years, we say we sell the asset, you get 200,000 uh, compared to 150 in the stock market. So you made 50% more of a return. But that's if the market's just doing 4% market appreciation. You know, if you were to have bought in 2017 and sold five years later, your assets would be, you know, worth significant amount more. Um, hold on to that for 10 more years, you're gonna have a significant amount more return. Mm -hmm. um, if you now strategically in year two did a refinance and pulled out some of that money, say fifty, sixty thousand dollars uh, because of your renovations and you bought a second asset still with the same hundred thousand, mm -hmm. now you have two assets that are continuing to go up in value. Yeah. So okay. it's, um, there, I, I always say that everybody needs real estate as part of a diversified investment portfolio. I have stocks. I still have RSPs that are self-directed, mm -hmm. meaning I self-direct them into real estate, and yes, that's a real thing. Right. I can yeah. self-direct them into private equity funds, which are not traded on the stock market. Right. Um, I don't need a financial planner for that, so I'm not this person thinking, oh, my financial planner is taking one or two percent off the top. I'm, yeah. I don't have that. Um, we have cash. We have. Uh, we are working on getting some gold. That, mm -hmm. Not that that matters. But so we're diversified. And I want people to understand that they need to be diversified, but acknowledge that real estate needs to be an asset class that you have in and know your primary residence is not an asset in your pocket. Go read Rich right. Dad, Poor Dad if you haven't already. Right. So how do you, um, you know, um, you need to have security. You need to have create your own security. And real estate is just one of those ways that you can create security. Yeah, absolutely. Um, oh my goodness. Uh, sorry, you, you had me there. I went down so many different thought processes as you're, as you're sharing that. Um, and I think it really comes down to, uh, what you mentioned earlier about risk and even the, the risk difference between someone that's perhaps looking at, uh, the burr strategy versus someone that wants the turnkey versus someone that's not, you know, obviously there's an education piece that someone has to do before they can even make that jump to yeah. either one of those. And, well, and how does someone broach that? How does someone get into that? Because, I mean, obviously they've got you, but how do they know that uh, that's the way, that's a good way well, to go? Um, I never knew about mutual funds. I never did any education on mutual funds. And right. I partnered with, we'll say partner, because I'm just sharing that terminology. I hired a financial planner. Yeah. And so walking my dog the other day, I, you know, beginning of COVID, significantly far away from this lady, you know, I said, you know, how are you? She's an older lady. And, you know, you knew there was going to be some investment stuff. And she said, I don't even understand that stuff. My investment advisor calls me up, whatever. The point being is that she literally stated, I have no idea about that yeah. stuff. Yeah. Okay? I'm, I was in the same pool. Like I had no idea, but I loved my investor. And so I trusted her to be able to do what she needs yeah. to do. So to some degree, there's two sides of the real estate, same way that you can do your own stock markets or you can hire a financial planner, whatever that yeah. kind of looks like for you is um, you can go and learn the whole process, spend the you know tens of thousands of dollars to do the education. Other than that, you're trying to get free stuff off the internet, and I don't necessarily suggest that. 
Um, or you can just partner with an expert. And, you know, um, one of my partners out in British Columbia who I've never met, I've never shaken her hand. She's never stepped foot in her asset as much as some people might have a hard time thinking that. But the point is that people say, what do you mean? Like, tell me about your house in Midland. Tell me about this. And she said, I can't tell you anything about my house, but I can tell you about my partner, Mandy. She knows everything about the house. And I was like, yes, Lydia, that's what I want. I want people to understand that I know about the asset. I know where the asset class is. I'm overseeing the management of the asset and the, you know, making sure it's performing at its highest and best use. That's what I want. That's what I do. Yeah. I want somebody just to be like, I got this girl Mandy in my pocket. Yeah. I can't even explain what she does, but yeah. she's made me lots of money. It's on my tax return. It's all legit. I've got an accountant, her accountant, all this kind of stuff. And we sleep at night. Nobody loses any sleep. Yeah. So like yeah. there's, there's just a part that I could sit here and say, yep, go get educated because you know what? I, I this isn't rocket science. What I is not rocket science um, but what I've created is the systems around making it the easiest rocket that we can create right right um, so um, going from that how, how have you now transitioned into some of these other uh, other things like public speaking and and that I kind of like to talk <laughs> um, uh, I, Put I, I, up there she'll fill some She'll be fine. She doesn't need a microphone. It's good. Yeah. She resonates well. Yeah. <laughs> um, because I, I do what I love and I love what I do. Now, yeah. I mean, you could put me on a stage of 10,000 people and I'd love to talk real estate. I, you yeah. know, this kind of conversation yeah. is the conversation that I could have. You yeah. asked me to stand on stage and be one of the, you know, a fitness model girl who's in the backstage doing aerobics. And I'd be like, oh, you ain't finding me up on that stage. <laughs> But so, you, you also started, um, oh, you started your own podcast as well, or uh, show yeah. on uh, Facebook Live, yeah. and it's called Full-Time Investor. The Full-Time Investor. Can you tell us uh, a little bit about that? Yeah, so um, I, I joined an online, um, uh, what we always call him, uh, uh, managed service so he does all of my social stuff like underneath like the roots of things that I don't really understand yeah. and he was like you need to start a show just start a show so we bought cameras we bought lights and I was like who are we we bought this black black drop um, and uh, and then I was just like I'm just gonna show up like me I'm just gonna show up and talk and be the full-time investor I am a full-time investor um, I want people to understand this isn't a part-time gig it's not a whatever and you know and and if somebody's gonna invest they need to invest with somebody who's doing this full-time so I was like I'm gonna call this the full-time investor yeah. and uh, and so it just kind of took off we just celebrated our 52nd episode uh, wow. taped earlier and um, and it's gotten out to a lot of people and shared a lot. And um, so just also just becoming that expert in the industry. Yeah. Um, I've shared the stage with experts. And then I, you know, you kind of take a little piece of every little guest that you have yeah. to come along with you. Um, yeah. yeah. So I've gone on to um, uh, Crew Magazine, the Canadian Real Estate Wealth um, Magazine. They have um, uh, an event every year. And I've been on stage as a joint venture specialist talking about joint ventures. Uh, I've had a couple articles published in their magazine, um, just stuff like that. Really just stepping into it. You know, I think we we are more powerful than we ever give ourselves credit for. So yeah. when you actually step into your power, yeah, you can tell. Um, okay, so what's, uh, let, let me just ask a couple of quick questions as we kind of transition here. Yeah. 
Um, with regards to, I don't know, perhaps mentors. Do you, yep. Do you, yes. do you have, uh, you've mentioned Robert Kiyosaki a whole bunch, but. I have. Um, I haven't necessarily studied under him, but yeah. his book changed my life. Like just, you know, that like aha wake up call of, of real estate and understanding the, the difference between the rich dad and the poor dad. Yeah. Um, you know, and really in our world, those two people would be backwards. Mm-hmm. Um, reading Think and Grow Rich. So I had one job that I, before I transitioned quickly, quickly into this, I had a job that I had a 45 minute commute to. Mm-hmm. And, um, and for nine months, I listened to Think and Grow Rich on my CD. Larry downloaded it and I just kept listening to it, listening to it, listening to it. And um, that book really like, it just stuck in my mind. So that was a a big one. Um, A mentor was uh, when I left my job, when I like, you know, put in my resignation, I called three people, my husband being the first one, um, a mentor of mine, uh, Annette Jose, she, um, we had, we're in a wealthy women mastermind together. And then my third person was a, the only other at the time full-time investor that I knew, and he was local to our area. And I called him and I was like, I can't believe it. I just handed it in. What the hell am I doing, right? Yeah, yeah. So he, was, he had been in the same situation. And so, you know, just kind of be like, okay, let's, I'll see you tomorrow. We're going to go look at properties. Really just, you know, dialing in and focusing on what the next step was after leaving mm-hmm. the job. We were just going to, you know, do real estate full time. So mm-hmm. um, having that, he was a big mentor of mine, Andrew Brennan. I, I speak of him often. Wow. Uh, and, and you mentioned a couple of books there. Um, what, uh, what are you reading these days? Uh, so I study under a gentleman called, uh, named, um, uh, John D. Martini. He's a human behavioral specialist. So I study human behavior, uh, which is another reason why I study, um, you know, like human behavior around wealth. He does a lot of wealth, his wealth CD. Again, another CD that I've listened to for hours. Um, it's, uh, I, I think I told him actually, you know, it's like a $300 CD package. Yeah. And I told him that that made me a million bucks by listening to it. Just really starting yeah. to dial in on your wealth consciousness, your wealth yeah. awareness. Yeah. What are the words that I'm using around wealth? Yeah. You know, how do I feel when I say wealth? You know, have you ever said a number and you tense up? Yes. I want you to know yeah. what that number is. I want you to know why yeah. you said that and why you tensed up. You yeah. ever get butterflies in your tummy when you hear that you're getting a a paycheck or a refinance check. Remember one of the first checks that I got on a refinance that was more than a hundred thousand dollars and I had butterflies in my stomach. And I was like, Oh my God, look, look at it. The number has increased. Whereas, you know, some people to be like, Hey, I just got a hundred dollars from my boss and they get, they, they get excited. And I was like, yeah, yeah I don't get excited about a hundred dollars from my boss. I, I, not anymore. Right. right. But, um, yeah, and most people, um, they, it's, when you ask them about a number, the, the number is always a million dollars. Right. right. So a million dollars, um, probably because it's 649 or something like that. I, I don't know. But people have this number in their head. Yep. But, but they can't imagine beyond even that. That is the goal for a lot of people. Yeah. So yep. um, a million's not enough anymore. Right. A million's right. not going to be enough. Mm-hmm. You know, you need 10 million is the new million. You need to push to it. I'm not at a $10 million net worth yet. I think it's a good goal to be able to have. Yeah. Um, but you realize you do have to work really hard to be able to get that. Yeah. So, um, yeah, just something to aspire to, right? Yeah. Um, any uh, podcasts that you can put us on to? 
Do you recommend? Um, the School of Greatness by Lewis House. Yeah. Is a really good one. Um, the Everyday Millionaire with uh, yeah. Patrick Francie in Rain Canada. That's a that he's had some pretty cool cool guests on. Um, I mean, there's lots on the real estate, but um, so I mean, the Andrew Hines show. The Andrew Hines podcast is a great one on real estate. Super great quality of listening. Um, Erwin Zito has one. Um, real estate investing in Canada, I think is what it's called. Yeah. So, yeah. And, and so what's next for you now? Um, I am, I'm going to be developing apartment buildings. Like mm -hmm. that's okay. what's going to be next. So uh, okay. instead of, you know, finding the burr strategy i'm going to create the the property from the ground up i mean but that's that's a 10 year like that's my 10 year goal yeah. um even maybe a 20 year goal yeah. um we just started a new company it's called go fog it it's a natural disinfectant so acknowledging that some of my wealth can be diversified outside of real estate but yet have a beneficial interest in real estate yeah. so you know we've got a property management company that benefits our real estate. We have a construction company that benefits our real estate. So to some degree, you're owning the companies that you're uh -huh. already paying anyways. Yeah. Um, so, so yeah, so this go fog it is, it, it kills COVID. So we'll, yeah. we'll see where that goes and, and launch it out to a few uh, central Ontario cities in the next couple of weeks. Uh, wow. More great. details to share on that later. That's great. Well, uh, you know, I know there's people that are going to be listening to this in the States, so uh, they, they might be uh, looking to Canada for the solution. There you go. It's on the U it's on the Canada, the U S uh, health Canada, you know, uh, U S regulations. So yeah. it's a, it's an all natural product. No, no crazy killers in this. So, uh, so if people, uh, want to get a hold of you, learn more, yep. what, what do they do? So I'd love for you to go to my webpage. It's mandybrenham.com and sign up for a discovery call. Like I'm just a normal mm. person peeps. I'd love to chat with you. Um, see how we can add real estate to your investment portfolio or gosh, I just love to be able to tweak a few things to get you on the right route. Um, Facebook, uh, I'm really active on Facebook and Instagram. And uh, if you see my face, you'll hear my voice all over the place now. <laughs> That's great. Uh, is there anything that we didn't touch on that we really need to, we really need to share with people? Yep. There is no mistakes. Okay. So if you're listening to this and you're like, oh, I should have done that five years ago or, oh, I wish I had her energy. There's no mistakes in life, people. You're listening to this at the exact time that you're meant to listen to this. And, and now is your time. So your choice. You can sit here and pretend that you didn't hear this conversation or you can go home and you can you can start to pick up a good book. They're free at the library. Um, they're free online. You can you know generate your net worth statement and start to get real with yourself if you want. If 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 you choose to. Um, I love that word and I love people to be able to use it. You can choose to do anything you want if you choose to. If you don't want to, you don't have to, but just understand that not wanting, not doing it is a choice. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, Mandy, there were so many pieces of wisdom here, uh, you know, in, in the first part and so many details here that I have to unpack. I kid you not, I've got two sheets of paper here that I just made notes and I'm going to be able to go back over the video um, and the audio again. Um, but it's 
uh, a lot of great stuff that you provided to me and to uh, anyone listening and watching this. And so I, I want to thank you so much uh, for that. And, um, you know, we're uh, definitely going to have to uh, talk some more. I want to I want to pick your brain some more on so many other topics. But thank you so much for yeah. joining this conversation. And That's lovely. Uh, I look forward to um, uh, having you on again at some point. I can, I can tell when we resonate well. So uh, <laughs> it's when conversation just flows and my yeah. smile doesn't change and your smile doesn't change. So, so yeah. thank you, Neil. This was lovely. <laughs> thank you very much. All right. Thanks a lot. Have a great, uh, great day. We'll talk to you soon. Hey, guys. Thanks for listening to the Leadership to Wealth podcast. We've got much more coming up in the weeks ahead, but I want to ask that if you can take the time to give us some feedback, we really appreciate it. Really means a lot to me. And uh, if you just take just a couple of seconds, it really does mean the world. And don't forget to like and follow. We'll see you guys next time here on Leadership to Wealth.